Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking an episode of the podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. And I'm so glad that you are here. Here on this show, we talk about the weight, not just the weight that shows up on the scale, but all of it. And I do it a bit unconventionally. So you'll hear me talking about mental weight, emotional weight, and the physical weight. And we have women who listen to this podcast at all different stages of the journey. And so if you haven't caught our last episode, The Joy of Missing Out, it's evident that you guys really enjoyed that. I do want to encourage you to catch that episode. On today, I'll be talking about you are the example. I hope you have your pen, paper, or you're in a place where you can just really listen and take some mental notes. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, for those of you who are on a weight loss journey, or maybe you are just like me and needed to learn a new way to live a healthier lifestyle, I created my ebook, The Fitness Identity Plan, and what it is is a self-guided approach that will help you think about wellness differently. The gym and restrictive dieting didn't work for me. I mean, I did lose five or 10 pounds here or there for a trip, but I needed something that was more long-term and something that felt more natural. And so this plan will help you to discover your identity and it'll help you by encouraging you to use resources that you have right there with you and by learning new strategies to make small changes that help you get big wins. So if this sounds like a good starting point for you, the ebook is $20. It is now available and the link will be in the description. Thank you so much for your support and looking forward to getting well together. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time clicking on an episode, welcome. You can expect here that I'll be talking about the weight each and every week, not just the weight that shows up on the scale, but all of it. I do not take it for granted that you're here in the digital age. I know in the glimpse of a second, your attention can be captivated by something else. So for all of my week to week listeners, Thank you for being a part of this community and thank you for your commitment to growth and for getting well with me, okay? Now listen, you guys really liked the last episode, The Joy of Missing Out. I told you that that was a good one and thank you for all of your messages and your inboxes and DMs because I love hearing what's on your mind, what your thought process is, how you reacted. I love when you guys are listening to the episode and you're like, girl, I'm on 13 minutes and 28 seconds. But yes, I love it. I love it. I enjoy responding to you. I enjoy being the voice in your head that just comes out and says it. And I'm enjoying this journey with you because again, I am on this journey too. And so I'm grateful to God that I have this podcast, an opportunity to just express things that just like you, I can't just go out and talk to people and say these things. But that led me to encourage the women who are in a stage of elevation. You may be in between. And you don't want to revert back to your past behaviors, places, habits, people that you hung around, but you feel isolated in the middle. You kind of feel like you may not belong 
And that's okay because as you change and you elevate, your language is changing, the way you think is changing, the way you feel is changing. And some of the places that you were in before these changes started to take place, they don't feel natural anymore. And so your energy is going to repel those places. Now, it's going to be your responsibility that while in this transitional phase, you don't offend or you don't ruin anything in the process. And I think that this information is so critical because this is something I learned through experience with elevation. When God is elevating us, Sometimes we can feel we need to cut the umbilical cord on certain things or we or something has to be wrong with where we are or we have to damage where we are in order to build the strength and the momentum to get to the next level. Nothing has to be wrong where you are with the people that you are surrounded by. It's just simply that you could be changing. Now, if there is something wrong, God will help reveal those things and God will naturally start to remove those people from your life. Not because anything is wrong, but just because you don't share the same interests anymore. You don't talk the same. Again, your language is changing. You may be growing in your faith. And so all of these things create separation. But as we think about the separation, sisters, we have to remember that we are set apart. Okay, and so today what I want to talk about is you are the example. And the reason I want to talk about this is because for those of you who follow me on social media, I posted you are the example about a week ago. Here and there, God will give me a word for my heart. And as I grow in my faith and I grow in my confidence um, of prophesying and my confidence of clearly detecting God's voice and um, the direction that God wants me to go, I'm always reluctant to like share that on-time word. And every time I don't do it, I feel like the disappointment. Like, dang, like God gave you that word for myself and then also to share with whomever, you know. And one of the mindsets that I had to get out of is when you share something, it may be three people who see it. It may be hundreds of people who see it, but it may be one person that it transforms, that it truly touches, that it was divinely created for. And that was such a beautiful moment for me because let's just give kudos to our God that he would put on, a, on the heart of a young woman to start a podcast. He would put on the heart of a young, nobody, like a young woman to make a quote, um, to, to just simply write the words that had come to my heart at that time. And not only does God do this for me, but he does this through you as well in so many ways. Um, and so the divinity of it all and the response that I got from that post has led me to really expound upon that moment. And for those of you who aren't connected to all of our platforms, whether it's our faith, fitness, and self-discovery community group on Facebook, which is a private group of over a thousand women who are on the journey to becoming a healthier version of themselves, the benefits there is that I go live. Um, maybe you aren't connected with me on Instagram, but you listen to the podcast. And so you're like, oh, what post is this? 
Um, and so I try to keep everyone connected because unfortunately, each platform is Holy Spirit inspired. And so I may have my podcast audience getting one thing, my faith, fitness and self-discovery group may be getting another thing, depending on what the energy is, what the needs are there. And then there's Instagram, which I feel like is a whole different demographic of people that may not even be listening to the podcast. And so God has been working with me on how to tailor all of this to what I see to be voices in individual women who connect with these platforms, but they need different things. So it was the instruction to just type it out. I go to Canva. I type out, you're the example. I post it. And it's shared so many times, like it is shared so many times. I can see it on my insights on Instagram that God knows where it is now because how many times that it's been shared. But the messages that I received, the comments that I received, it was almost like a light bulb. You are the example. And so I'm going to explain to you where that actually came from and why it inspired me. And I hope that it will ignite something in you. So as I've journeyed from being a victim to healing. And I'll be honest, I thought I really thought I was healed, guys, like from stuff that I wasn't healed from. <laughs> and I was still a victim. And the reason I could tell I was a victim is because my language hadn't changed about certain things. And one of the major indicators that there is still healing to be done is the way we talk about a situation. The way we talk about people who are involved in situations, the choices that they made, and the way that those choices have impacted us. There is a difference in how a person articulates what has transpired from a place of power versus a place of victimization. Uh, And in my language, there were still indicators that there was healing that needed to take place. There were still indicators that there was a wounded child in me. Um, And through the podcast and and actually through my own phase of just kind of self-discovery, what I've explained to you guys through going through um, my dietary changes and lifestyle changes, so much has come up for me. And one of the things that came up for me is I have to be the example. See, it's so easy for us to live in a space of victimization. We do it every day. You don't have to be a victim of sexual abuse and molestation. Um, You don't have to be a victim of child abuse. You don't have to be a victim of domestic violence. You don't have to be a victim of some form of oppression in order for you to take a, a victim's stance. Sometimes we can simply be the victim of our own circumstances. We can be the victim of our limited beliefs. We can be the victim of our complacency. We can be the victim of our judgments. (laughs) We can be the victim of our self-righteousness. And sometimes people are the victim of their own intelligence, victim of arrogance. We can be a victim of our poor financial habits, right? And I could go on and on and on about these things that we're victims of every single day that we don't talk about. And we don't realize we're victimized in this area. But when I talk to people, I hear it in their language. And in coaching, 
because I began to hear certain things in people's language, I also could begin to hear it in mine. And it helped me to tailor my language. It helped me to tailor the way that I thought. It helped me to tailor the way that I responded to certain things. So you're the example is something that was impressed upon my heart because one of the most common reasons that I hear for our health crisis or our inability to commit um, to a lifestyle change is the fact that we didn't have an example. And that is a reality. The reality is a lot of us have not had an example of health. We have not had an example of wealth. We have not had an example of forgiveness. We've not had examples of turning the other cheek. We've not had examples of healing, true healing, not cutting someone off, not just pretending like it didn't happen, not what happens in our house stays in our house, or we just age out of being able to communicate about what we experienced. But a lot of us have never seen an example of true healing. A lot of us have never seen an example of reconciliation. People who reconcile. And I'm not talking about, you know, sibling rivalry and you fight and then the next birthday, everybody just gets together like it didn't happen. I'm talking about real reconciliation between people who have had offenses. Offenses that to man, everyday man, to the world, like it could never happen. And these are the things that God started to speak into my spirit. And God really started to reveal to me the areas in my life that he has made me an example, that he's currently making me an example. And also the very scary part is that he's going to continue to make me an example. Because I am chartering into territory. I've been there. I've been in waters of something that I've never seen. I've been in the water of doing something that hadn't been demonstrated for me. And once you step into the water of something that has never been demonstrated to you before, don't you realize you are on the path to examples that you may not have seen? But God is so sovereign that although I may not have had an example in person. I have an example in the word. I have an example of how I should behave, how I should approach the hard times, the good times. I have an example of wisdom. I have an example of interacting with other people in difficult situations. I have the example of diet. I have the example of integrity, the example of power, love, the example of operating with the sound mind, all of that is there for me. And because God revealed to me that I am the example and I realized that he even loved me so much that even if I didn't get that example from my mother, I didn't get my that example from my father. I didn't get it from big mama. I didn't see it around me. God still left it for me. God still made sure that I wasn't out here in the dark. And that's what his word says, that he will never leave you or forsake you. And I think that that's so powerful because to serve a God who foresaw that I wouldn't have the example. 
but he would leave a plan for me, an architectural plan, an outline, a guideline, so that although I didn't see it, I could be it. And that became so empowering for me. And I know it did too for so many other women who liked that post, who shared that post, who commented, who inboxed and DM me. Because we only get one life, sisters. And when I'm coaching women, I'm counseling women, I'm hearing the stories. We're spending a lot of our lives talking about the example that we didn't see. At what point do we realize, one, we're not going to see it. Two, who gave us the false impression that everything God called us to be was to be exemplified for us, modeled for us, that someone else was supposed to be the example for that? What makes us think that we should be the example for all of God's goodness and glory. We're the example of the first person to graduate from college. We're the example of the first person to buy a home all by ourselves. We're the example of the person to have money in the bank or finally invest and break generational curses off of our families. But what about the example of healing? What about the example of self-accountability? Like who wants to be that person for God? Who wants to be the person who says, hey, this didn't work out because I didn't work it out. This happened because I wasn't obedient. Who wants to be the person, the example of self-accountability? Who of you wants to be the example of good stewardship? Who of you listening to me, mothers and fathers of children who will one day say they didn't have examples? Who of you will be the example of health? Which of you will be the example of vitality? Which of you will be the example of turning the other cheek, working through differences, a strong covenant between husband and wife? Who of you will be the example of forgiveness, of reconciliation? Who will be Job? Who, who, who will be the father of the prodigal son? Who will be the example? There is nothing new under the sun and God is still calling forth examples. See, you may not do it for your daughter or for your son, but there is someone who is walking in the conviction that God has given them that will be there, that will be the tool to teach them financial literacy. You may not be the example of self-control and temperance, but there is someone who had a conviction to go to college to become a counselor and a therapist who will one day teach your child self-regulation, emotional regulation, coping strategies, and self-control. See, you may not have had an example of how to eat well and how to exercise well. But one day, I guarantee you, your kids will look to that because this is the generation who will need it more than any other previous generation. Their lives will depend on it. And so while we sit here at 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 years old, 
still talking about the examples that we didn't have, the things that we did see and how they shaped us. I want to hear more often how we saw those things, the environments that we were in and how they reshaped us. Okay. Like how they reshaped us, how we saw and experienced what we experienced and we didn't have an example. And so we understood that God was calling us to be that. That God was calling us to be what it is that we didn't see. See, we can get so far ahead thinking about breaking generational curses and categorizing generational curses. And we don't understand that each and every day we're walking right into the same trap of the enemy. We walk into the same trap for generations and generations and generations of bad attitudes. We walk into the same trap for generations and generations and generations of picking bad men. We walk into the same trap for generations upon generations of having children out of wedlock. We walk into the same trap of adultery. We walk into the same trap of poor financial habits. We walk into the same trap of eating ourselves into a grave. Like we literally, like pigs to a slaughter, walk into the same traps over and over and over again, resting on this idea that we didn't have an example. Now, you may not have an example, but God gives us opportunity. God always gives us a way and escape. Every single child that God has placed here on this earth, he has purposed life for that person individually, uniquely, knowing your circumstances, knowing what you would be born into, knowing the trials and tribulations that you would have. He chose you to be an example. What is it in your life that you are an example for? And don't give me the American dream bullcrap. I'm talking about Christians. What is it that you are an example for? What will your child say that they saw in you other than going to work, other than going to work every single day, being committed to your job? What example do you leave? Do you leave an example of peace? Do you leave an example of cleanliness? Do you leave an example of of nature, leaving nature better than you, you found it? What is it that you leave to your children? What is it that you're standing up for that you're going to be an example for? You know, we're not going to change this world by looking to everybody else to be the example, looking to everybody else to feed the homeless, looking to everybody else to learn their word so that they can teach us through a podcast and they can teach us on Sunday morning and they can teach us. What are you going to be the example for? How are you going to grow in your faith? How is your child going to be further and know more about Jesus at an earlier age than you did? What things are you doing to be an example? Are you teaching your child worship music? Right? Are you making, you know, because some of this stuff is not hard stuff. It's not big, huge things to be an example. God asks us to take steps. Sometimes that step is, you know, in my house, my child, my child will know worship music. My child will learn how to worship or pray his or her way out of a situation. I will break this curse on my family. I see something in my child that's that's not right. I will be the example right now. It was about this age that I started to emotionally 
fuel myself with food and fill my voids with food. It was around this age that I saw some of these same signs in myself. I'm going to change this. I'm going to be an example. I'm going to I'm going to be different. And if we just have those thoughts for a moment and we take that pause, God will allow us to create so much clarity to see where we can be an example. Some of us can be an example on our jobs. There is nothing different about you. You're not set apart. You come in late like everybody else. You talk about the employees and the bosses and the company like everybody else. You call it ghetto like everybody else. You come to work wrinkled like everybody else. You're doing the bare minimum like everybody else. Let's go home with Christians. We're treating our spouse, our spouse poor like everybody else. We're, you know, we're acting like a modern wife and we're supposed to be a Christian wife. Those are two totally different things. We're fussing at our kids like everybody else. We're stressed out like everybody else. We're overwhelmed like everybody else. Our bills are due because we're not managing our finances appropriately like everybody else. What part of your life are you set apart? Worship? Going to church? A lot of people go to church on Sunday. A lot of people go to church habitually. They turn on Jake's every single week. Like they go to Bible study. They have journals upon journals upon journals upon journals of notes of sermons. They keep the notes on their phone. They they have a whole file cabinet of notes. They feel inspired and tickled and, and filled all their lives on Sunday, but never convicted to be an example for anything. What are you example for? I have tons of women around me. Examples of marriage, healthy marriage. This is what they give their lives to. Examples of being loving mother. Like this stuff matters. What are you going to be an example of? You're going to be an example of an employee, an example of someone who stayed on their job 50 years. Amazing. That's great. Hopefully God got the honor all 50 years that you were there. You weren't just there getting your paycheck and your flat screen TV after after you completed your 50 years. Hopefully you changed lives while you were there. You prayed for people. You inspired people. You motivated people. You made your boss proud. Your boss wanted more employees like you. Hopefully, you change the trajectory of that place, that organization, because of your spirit, because of your character, because of your positive attitude and outlook, because of the cheerfulness. You know, the kind that God says that we should have every single day because we don't experience the trials and tribulations of this world like every other human being who doesn't know God. But how are you set apart? What are you the example of? Are you an example for cheer? Are you going to be the example for how to grieve through a tough situation? You know, like so many other mothers had to do, so many other women's, Emmett Till, you know, Breonna Taylor. Like, the, are you going to be an example for grief? How you go through grief and you still trust God? Are you going to be an example for how you still speak that scripture over your life when it's your mother, when it's your brother laying in a casket? Or are you like everybody else that you go on a sabbatical? You don't talk to God for a while. You don't go to church for a while. And guess what? Everybody else who's not an example for healing tells you, I understand. It's okay. But what if God is calling you to be set apart in this moment? You know, people lose people. 
and people who lose people who are inspired by God to keep going through the hope that God gives us that we don't grieve like the world. Those people inspire and encourage people. Those people give other people hope. Those people make people say, hey, she lost her husband. Let me talk to her. Let me gravitate to her. Let me see how she got through that. When you set an example, when you realize that you are the example, you change lives. You change yourself. You change your family. You change your mind. You change everything around you. So many of us are looking for purpose. You already in it. <laughs> every single day. Every single day. You are purposed. You are purposed with so many things. And if you would just do one, like if you would just say, I'm going to be the example for kindness. I am going to be an example for peace. I'm going to be an example for turning the other cheek. Like how many of us could use that person in our family? I know, <laughs> trust me, how many of us could use that person? I'm going to be an example of a person who doesn't take offense. And I know that this sounds crazy, y'all. And until I started really looking into studying and practicing stoicism, it sounded crazy to me. But when you really learn how to be indifferent to things, when you really learn that people are at different stages on their journeys, people still need healing, that people are human just like me. Like, I don't get it right. And my own self-awareness that I don't get it right a lot, like I don't get it right a lot, allowed me to have so much grace for other people because other people get it wrong a lot. And they're, they have the room to do it. God gives us the grace to do it. And so I give other people the grace to do it. So will you be a person? Will you be a person who stands in the gap to be an example? In whatever way it is that God is calling you to be an example. Wherever you are hearing this podcast, I challenge you to think about your life. Think about all of the opportunities that you currently have around you to be an example. To be an example of something that you probably always wanted to be. Do you want to be a good mother? Be an example of her. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? Think about it. Don't be the mother that you had. The mother that kept the house clean. I mean clean. You could take a white glove and run it across her baseboard and your glove will be white. She did. But what did you miss as a result of that? And are you falling into that same trap? Right? Do you want to be the example of health? I know it's hard because that means that you're going to have to be the one that every time you go home, oh, I don't eat that. I don't want that. It's hard. It's hard being the example. Trust me. I know it's really hard, but your family needs that, right? Because everybody needs an example of a healthier lifestyle. Everybody needs someone who's willing to do it for themselves, and even if you don't even have a conversation with them, they will see the changes in you. Isn't that worth it? Isn't it worth being an example? You'll save lives. You'll save your own life. <laughs> and trust me, they will join. They will want to know what you're doing. They're waiting on an example. They didn't see it either. Don't be them. Don't be people who spend their whole lives waiting on examples. Don't be the person who says nobody ever taught them how to manage their finances. That sounds crazy. We Google everything else. I promise you, you spend a few hours on YouTube, 
Just like you learn how to do makeup and you learn how to draw your eyebrows on and you learn how to tuck your stomach in and surround wrap it and, and all these other tricks and gadgets and, and hacks, the information to become healthier, to read labels, to learn what nutrients your body needs and what vitamins you get from fruits and vegetables is there as well. The information to become more financial, financially literate, um, to learn the steps that you need to take to save uh, the habits of successful people. They share all, all this stuff. The same way you learn how to do everything else. And I know this is an ouch moment because y'all know how to do a lot. You know, we know how to research stuff when we, we want to research stuff. Some of us are professional makeup artists, self-taught makeup artists, self-taught makeup make, uh, waist beads, self-taught a host of other things. But when it comes to health, when it comes to wealth, nobody taught us. Nobody was the example. When it comes to forgiveness, nobody was the example. When it comes to the difference between a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship, Oh, I didn't have an example of a healthy relationship. And so now you're off the hook all of your life for all of these poor relationships that you keep entering in. And the you are an example is really a call for self-accountability. You know, either you're going to live this life because it's yours abundantly the way that God gave it to you, whether you had an example or not. You can decide that today, whatever example I didn't have, I'm allow God to be my example. And because God is the example, I know if I walk in that, I'll be okay. You allow your whole life to pass you talking about an example. Talking about how you were brought up. Talking about what happened in your household when you were a kid. And this is why, sisters, I can't stress therapy enough. You don't want to be 70 years old talking about what you experienced at 10 years old. You spent 60 years stuck there in a mindset, in a box, in a rut. There's a whole big world out here. There's a whole big world out here that God anticipated that you would tap into. But you remain trapped in a lack of example. You remain trapped in a lack of example of parental guidance. You remain trapped in a lack of example of generosity, kindness, patience, love, self-love. Some of the people that we're looking for examples from did not love themselves. They did not know how to. They did not have the answers. They did not have help. They did not have the resources, the equipment. They had their own trauma. You cannot live your life on hold. You cannot live your life with the excuse that you did not have an example. You do. Your example is Christ. God is your example and he loves you. And he sent his son here to die for the sins of those who you feel failed to be the example for you. And now that that's out of the way, and now that you can move on from that and realize that this is your life and you don't have to live in this victimization, in this shadow of not being trained up in some areas of your life, you can get off the milk and start being the Christian that God called you to be. Train yourself. And let me tell you, it's a beautiful journey. It really is. Because some of us are bored with life anyway. Bored to death. Can't buy nothing else new that's going to satisfy us. Can't make another dollar. Even if we did, we may need it. We may need to pay a few bills and we may think that we'd be happier with more money. But let's be honest. 
Most of us are really at the place right now where we need Christ to step in and show us something real. Give us some real purpose. Something that three years from now, we're not going to be trying to recalibrate and regroup and refine ourselves. We never lose ourselves, guys. We just never commit, connect. We just never fully commit. We just never allow God to train us, to show us where he is choosing us to be an example. For what? For him. That's the whole reason we're here. Whatever it is that we've gone through, whatever it is that we didn't have, all of the things that make us who we are is for him. It's for his glory. But we never get to experience the fulfillment because we don't tap in. We don't tap into the areas that we could be the example. We just don't. We just don't. We think that that job belongs to someone else. It is someone else's job to pick up the trash in the neighborhood. It is someone else's job to make sure that the kids are safe at the bus stop. Although we scared, we are scared. We worry ourselves sick. Oh, the healthcare system need to get better. Oh, black people die in the healthcare system. Oh, we are, we worry ourselves sick. But what do we do to be proactive? Who's the example? Who's, what are you doing? What is it that God has called you to do? To be the example. I know you sing on Sunday. I know you do. I know you do. I know you usher. I know you do. I know you work with the kids at the church. All that is good. All that's good. You should. You do it for the church. That's cool. But where has God called you to be the example? Because when you leave the church, who are you? What are you doing? What's your example? What are you being an example of? How are you being an example for Christ? That really was the heart of the message. And it gut checked me. It really did. Because there are moments that I feel exhausted. There are areas in my life that God has revealed to me over and over and over again. That daughter, I am making you an example for this. I'm making you an example for that. I'm making you an example for this. And while that is such an honor, God, that you have chosen me to make me an example for all of these things. It's tough too. It's really tough too because sometimes when God has called you to be the example for something, it just looks like everybody else gets to live their lives according to their own will, according to the way that they want to do it. And sometimes that can be really frustrating, especially when God has elevated you to a place of light that you you didn't ask for or did you. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And so often we want all of the promises from God, but we want to give him nothing in return. The promises come from being an example. Why would he give you a promise if you're not going to let people know where that came from? Right. And you start doing that in the process. God already knows our hearts. So if God is blessing you, like he's blessing me, I'm telling you guys every step of the way, hey, I changed my diet. This is happening. Look at me. Look what God, like I, this was God, 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 God. Because when I'm 70, it's not going to benefit you any for me to tell you this was God. When I, when I was this age, I just started trusting God. No, I have to come out now looking like a fool saying, hey, guys, eat more fruits and vegetables and water. So years from now, you can live a life free of a decrepit body. You can live a life free of preventable diseases. Like I look crazy now. You know why I look crazy to people? Because the average person my age is not walking around with these types of ailments. 
the average person my age is right now not walking around with these types of ailments. So the energy that I get, I'm fine. Weight doesn't matter. Long as I'm healthy. My doctor said, duh, my numbers are this, but I'm okay. I'm okay with being out here right now in this moment and saying it because I know that God is going to unveil this whole thing. And he's going to bring to remembrance all of these people along the way that had the information. And do you know that's a sobering feeling when someone has gotten a word from God, they share it and you don't jump on, right? Like they share it and you you don't allow that to get etched in your heart. You don't allow that to penetrate beyond your own intelligence, beyond your own self-righteousness, beyond your own ability and capability, all these things that we think. When you are an example, God makes you an example of the promise before it happens. God makes you an example of the promise before it happens. See, you don't, you don't get to millions or however, you know, amount or whatever success and then start saying God did it. God allows it to be seen. God will allow people to see brick by brick. I always bring this up. I love the proverb about um, monitor the ways of the ant. We see them ants, them ants be working while we lollygagging, watching Netflix, whatever it is that we're doing. Ants are working, working. They're walking at a pace like they don't have no time to spare because they don't. And your homework is going to be to study the ways of the ant. Please do. Like, I want you to watch a documentary. I want you to read about them, their lifespan, what they do. They work, how they store food, like all of that. Because they're supposed to be an example of how we live our lives. We only got a few seasons. We only have a few seasons. And we can't be in every season of our life talk about, I didn't have an example for that, though. But I didn't have an example for that. And I didn't have an example for that. But you have an example for your faith. And if somebody gave you that and you have everything that you need, how many years do you wait to become a, 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 a mature Christian in, in Christ? Like, why do we think that this is something that unfolds? And by the time we're 60, 70, we're supposed to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. No, today. Who promised you that? Who promised you that you had time to grow in an intimate relationship with God? God wants an example of a young person who will serve him. God, somebody got to be the example. Everybody can't have hot girl summers. Everybody can't twerk on the internet. Everybody can't do it. God wants examples. Will you be? Will you be the person who is the example for Christ? You didn't choose the streets. You didn't choose the block. You didn't choose this. You didn't choose. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Everybody has their own convictions. Whatever it is that God is causing, calling you to do, will you be the example? Okay. Will you be the example of a Christian who just loves God, just chose to serve him with, with your whole heart? Or do we only have to have the stories that, oh, I was broke down. I was sick in the hospital, about to die. And then I gave my life to Christ. I was in an abusive relationship about to die. And then I gave my life to Christ. Yeah, that's, that's a passage way too. But may I be an example for you to let you know that I have been in the world. 
I have probably done just about every, everything imaginable, um, you know, that a young person would do that would bring sh- shame and dishonor to God. And I wish that I had committed, like truly committed my life sooner. I mean, I'd gotten baptized and stuff and I was going to church and all of that. And I knew some word and I'm going to be honest. I even in times felt a bit self-righteous because those who are around me, my peers, I mean, they weren't even anywhere remotely close to a relationship or talk. We didn't even talk about God, you know? And so I felt like I was doing good because I was measuring where I was, my relationship, how many times I went to church and my commitment to that, that I was tithing and measuring it to other people, not tithing and thinking that I'm in right alignment. And it's not the truth, sisters. It's the trick of the enemy. Your walk is your walk. It is not to be compared with someone else's walk. And I posted something recently that said, you know, get healthy anyway. Everyone won't be excited or ready to get on a journey with you. And I offer to you this, press into God. Period. Today, like with all of your heart, with all of your your might, your will, like everything and forsake everything for it. God will settle the dust and let you see what is to remain in your life. But if you want to be an example, you got to be willing to serve him. This is not a progressive thing. Yeah, God offers us grace he understands and and you never you never reach the ultimate level of 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 faith faith is a ever evolving process but you never grow in it if you never do anything different either you never grow in it by only waiting to hear the next catchy phrase or the next voice that makes you feel warm and fuzzy that god has said something or shared something with you you never grow unless you exercise your own faith And you got to be an example. You have to choose something, choose a promise. And you say, God, I'm standing on this promise. Like, I'm not coming off this thing till you bless me. I am not going to stop eating these fruits and vegetables until the day that I am 70 running around this block. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to show the girls your goodness. I can't wait to show them what you did in my life. And then the beautiful thing is, I can't wait that no matter what age those women are, that they can still start and you can do magnificent things in their lives because that's, man, that's just how awesome God is. So what promise is God asking you to stand on, daughter? I have sisters that have stood on the promise of purity. Yeah, I literally know women who have stood on the promise of purity until marriage. Oh my God, I'm so intrigued about how beautiful an experience that what was and all of the stuff that they missed out on because they weren't out here messing with these knuckleheads. You know how much you miss out. Listen, if you haven't listened to the episode of joy of missing out, please listen to that. You miss out on so much when you're not out here having sex with men, having random sex with men with no intention of marriage. You miss out on so many headaches, heartaches, some of our self-esteem are in the places that they are right now because of that kind of mess, junk, that we should just let go. 
that we should just be an example for. Will you be the example for celibacy? Like, will you? Will you be the example for self-respect? Will you be the example for modesty? What is it that God is calling you to do? Because we all have something that we can be an example for. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I would love to hear what your thoughts were about this episode or any episode that was your favorite. Remember to stay connected with us. Join our faith, fitness, and self-discovery Facebook private community group. In that group, I go live each week and share tips that help women become a healthier version of themselves. For those of you who are transitioning, trying to elevate, and you need support, you need people who have like hearts and like minds this is a great place for you and also like spirits because the women in this group we're also growing spiritually so be sure to connect with us connect with me on instagram at faith fit self again that is faith itself you can always help me by sharing the podcast and your insta story or commenting by letting me know what you thought others will see your comments as well and be encouraged to take a listen and last but this is certainly not least be sure to subscribe rate and review the podcast you can do that on apple just scroll all the way down and you should see stars go ahead and give me five and while you're at it Write something to let me know what you thought about the podcast and share it with girlfriends. You can hit that share button and send it right to their text messages if this is something that spoke to you. Thank you so much for all of your support. And remember, if you're looking to become well, there is no better time than right now. Be blessed.